Welcome to Happy Hour. Happy Tuesday, everybody. He's Adam Harahawk. I'm Sean Cantwell. Drew Duffney hanging out with us at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Hey, hey, everybody. Wow, what a beautiful October 20th, huh? 73. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's really a great day for us, Adam. I mean, it's, it's like late October. It's 72 degrees. 16 hockey games tonight. Woo-hoo. I mean, what more do you need from life? Well, there's only really one I want, but you know, you well, know I, I point. There's taken. one you want, but come on, you're you're gonna tell me that between six tonight and like two a.m. when the last game ends, because like last one's an eleven o'clock start. You're yeah. gonna tell me you're not gonna be watching a good chunk of that hockey? I might be back and forth. Yeah, that's possible. Might be back and forth. Yeah, right. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Drew, that, how you been this past couple of weeks? We haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I I'm all right. I uh, so much going on. I I people think I'm old enough for AARP and Medicare and you mean I, you're not? I walked into the store. No, I absolutely am not. But I walked in the store and I, it happened to be on a weekday and I was grocery shopping and I purposely walked around the sales guy. <laughs> because I could see that his table said Blue Cross Blue Shield, and I have insurance. Right. And he says he turns around. I was just trying to get my apples, and he's hey, like, "Hey, hey, hey, you get over here!" Yeah. He says, "Good morning, sir." I said, "Good morning." He says, "I'm with Blue Cross Blue Shield." I said, "Aren't you fellas on strike?" He says, "No, I'm just an agent." <laughs> he says, uh, uh, "Are you retired?" Or no? Do you collect Social Security? I said, "No, I, I'm 48." He said, "Oh." Well, he says, you know, are are you on Medicare? I said, no. He goes, well, some people get it for disability, and I I didn't know. Is there any other way you'd like to insult me today? That was basically (laughs) the way I felt. (laughs) You're going to ask me if there's a penis lengthening pills? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you direct me to the smallest prophylactics that you guys have? Thank you. (laughs) They're in the child center. Yeah, no, but uh, no, other than that, same old, same old. I, I don't really care for the warm weather. I, I like that little cold snap that we had. I got the first Lions game. I actually got to watch the whole game. Of course, we dwarfed it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a game to catch. Yeah, I didn't even turn anything on yesterday. You see all people just jumping off the bandwagon like crazy, like fleas off a dog? Like, did people really expect that we weren't going to lose a football game ever again? I mean, I didn't on, think guys. I didn't think they were going to go... Uh, I didn't think they were going to win from here on out, but I didn't expect them to lose like that. Well, I don't think anybody did. I mean, there was times that that uh, fourth touchdown that came down that the the defense wasn't in position. It was like they were they were caught off guard. Like you know when there's going to be a, a snapping of the football. I mean, you like to think that. Yeah, that that was disappointing. No, yeah. the Spartans didn't win. Yeah. Spartans didn't even score. I mean, as as a Michigan fan, it's not even like something I can even gloat about. It's like you know you want. When there's a rivalry, you want both teams to do well so that when one beats the other, there's something to be proud of. There, yeah. there, was, there was no pride in that. No, they could have cut it off a little bit earlier. Yeah, pro-life you know. should have really kick, kicked in. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, little bit of mercy there, but that's not Harbaugh's way. No. No, we wouldn't expect as much. Well, lots, lots to do today. I mean, we just covered about half of it in about three minutes, but we, a lot of stuff we got to touch on this afternoon. Nonetheless, it is happy hour at South State Radio. Here's a brand new one just dropped this morning from Green Day. It's called The American Dream is Killing Me. It's your local alternative, South State Radio. Lincoln Park, your local alternative, South State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harahawk. There's your Duffney. I'm Sean Cantwell. And 
tonight. Truly a, a great night. I'll, I'll let you have the floor for this one. 16 hockey <laughs> games going on tonight. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Detroit Red Wings tied for second in the NHL. Yeah, love to see it. I mean, you have Debrinket and Larkin. Was it uh Debrinket right now is is uh leading the the Rocket Richard Trophy. I, oh, wow. be- I believe. Yeah, that's more most goals. And yeah. then you've got uh, Well he had a hat trick on what was it Sunday? Yes he did. Yes he did. You've, you've got Debrinket leading in points, goal scored. Larkin uh, with the assists. And the biggest surprise, yeah, please don't drink what I'm about to tell you, uh, that Justin Hole is leading plus minus in the entire league. <laughs> what? Yeah. That, How? Yeah, he's a plus. Who, who saw that one coming? Uh, not, not me. Uh, not me. We were all like, why they signed this cat? And uh, I believe we both because said he, that. Because he's on the ice with Debrinket. He's a plus nine. That'll help. That will do it every time, man. So it is looking good for the Red Wings. Will they be able to continue this? Are they going to go 81-1? and uh, The answer is yes. Uh, they are going to go 81-1. <laughs> and one. <laughs> and then they're going to get swept in the first round. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> that, that part goes without saying, really. Debrinket will probably get anywhere between 150 and 180 goals. Um, it seems reasonable. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could absolutely continue on this goal and a half a night pace. I mean, it's it's not going to be like that. But they're taking on the Seattle Kraken tonight. Uh, Seattle is one three and one, so they should be able to uh, pull that one. I expect probably Alex Lyon to get the start in net for that one. I haven't seen the projected lineups, but almost with Newsy, that's kind of how he rolls. Typically, yeah. So we, I'll get to the bottom of that for you. I mean, it is the Kraken, so I'm not. Uh, Surprise. Also, by the way, this start time is trash. 8.15 start. Yeah, what, are they taking a page out of the uh, baseball manual? So they're they're doing this because ESPN is doing this big, like, it, it's like, remember when they used to do, like, 24 hours of college basketball? They have literally every team in the NHL playing a game tonight, and they're trying to stagger the start times, I guess, is, okay. the, is what the intent is. But they're scheduling them all between 6 p.m. and the last one ends at like 2 a.m., give yeah, or take. Yeah, it was a Vegas, Vegas, Vegas starting at 11. I thought that was a little weird. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't just do this maybe on a night where you could start them during the day, perhaps, so you're not cramming all of the games into that window. Like, I, you know, noon start, to go from noon to 2 a.m., maybe. Yep, yep. But, you know, instead the Wings get to start at 8.15 tonight. Oh, I have lineups for you as well. Okay, lay it on me. Huso's getting the start. Huso's getting the start, okay. With uh, Reimer as the backup. No sign Alex Lyon. Uh, what? Okay. I, I know that Reimer was in there, and who, I don't know. I, th- I don't know why I put Alex Lyon in there. I don't either. But I was Huso- expecting, like, the backup, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Huso gets the start tonight, and then everything else is about what you would expect. Peron, Valeno, Sprong, Bergen, Zarnick, Fisher on the fourth, third and fourth lines. And uh, looks like the odd men out is Petrie for the defense. Yeah, I'm not 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 surprised. No, not surprised. So we'll have to see what's going on. A lot of a lot of good matchups. I mean, Bruins and Blackhawks. That'd be interesting. Bruin Bruins five and zero for a lot of people who thought they were going to go out silently in the night, like I did. I I think we both did. Like I believe we both predicted them to not make the playoffs this year. And so five and zero for. Bruins, and then on the other side of the coin, you got the Oilers going one, three, and one. What is going on in Edmonton? You have like two of the uh, 
five top goal scorers and you can't pull it together? You just hate to see it. Yeah, you say with a big smile on your face. Indeed. How that can I mean, I taste. do I do predict them to still make the playoffs. Like they'll they'll get it straightened out eventually, but I'm not exactly uh, disappointed watching them struggle. Uh, Holland probably loses his job if if Oilers are not, not able to pull it together. Yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, he's probably out. Yeah, you more would... than li- more than likely. But uh, yeah, that that was a complete game against Calgary, and they've had I can't remember the last time since, since I was on the show, but they've had some really good uh, games uh, against the Penguins. Yeah, I believe uh, we did. Did we get to cover the Penguins? I think we might have. I think, I think we did. That was the last one I think we talked about. And then, yeah, you had the Senators, which was on Friday, so we didn't get to talk about that. But, my God, that team on the power play on Friday, just out of this world. And then, yes. yeah, the cat trick on Sunday. The cat trick, that's right. 6-2, they take on Seattle. They take Winnipeg, who's kind of a, a drift on Thursday. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see that team... Ultimately, I mean, I did predict them to make the playoffs, but it I may be wrong on that one. Then they take on Boston on Saturday. and That's going to be the test. Yeah, and then on uh, uh, Devil's Eve, uh, Devil's Night, they're going to take on the, the Islanders. <laughs> well, I feel like your odds are pretty good against most of those teams. Boston will be a good test to see if you really are yeah. as good as you think you are. And the, as good as they have looked thus far, I mean, you've played some teams. Yeah, Columbus is garbage. Ottawa, I don't expect them to ultimately be a contender. Calgary, I don't know if I'm entirely sold on them as much as I was. The big test thus far have been Jersey and Tampa. You beat Tampa, you lost to Jersey. Boston will be a good way to, a good place to gauge. Where this team is really at. Yep. Well, we'll see. See what's going on. Maybe a lot of injuries will happen there. Maybe the Wings will cause injuries. I've got to think on the bright side. There you go. Let's let, let's get some scrapping, get some injuries in there. Load up that injury reserve form, shall we? There we go. It's happy hour at Solid State Radio. Nothing but thieves at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harehuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. Drew Duffney hanging out with us as well. One... <laughs> Others, I mean, we had a couple sports things we have to attend to because my Michigan stuff keeps happening. But first, let's get the NFL overreaction stuff out of the way, shall we? Football games happened this week. Many overreactions were had. I tell you what's real, what's BS. Maestro, the music, please. Oh, yeah, football music. There we go. Let's do this thing. Adam's got a, a list of sorts. Overreaction like things. Yes, yes. Uh, I had to had to find them from uh, before. <laughs> uh, yes. So lay yes. these things on me, shall we? Overreaction. Is this reality or is this just fantasy? Let's see. I, and I've read none of these. Like, I don't even have access to ESPN Plus. So yeah, if that's and, the one and, you and went right with. Now, right now, I don't have any access to <laughs> ESPN Plus. I have to show them my checkbook. So I have access to this. <laughs> I have so much access. Mrs. ESPN needs to come over to my house. <laughs> Poor Do we? All right, all right. All right. Lay all right. On me. Ravens proved they are a legit AFC contender by crushing the Lions. Is this an overreaction or a reality? You know what? I'm going reality on this one. I mean, 
The Ravens dominated that game by like 32 points. Like this was the best performance we've seen from Lamar Jackson and company all year long. He put up three touchdowns, like 350 plus yards. They put up like 500 plus yards of total offense on the Lions. They did. And the Lions defense had been pretty stingy throughout, especially their their run defense. Like they had the best run defense in the league and Baltimore just blew it off. The one time I didn't pick Baltimore in the picks, and they just have, have a dominant game like that. Yeah, they're. I'm not gonna say they're the t- they're the team to beat in the AFC North for sure. They're not the AFC team to beat as long as Miami exists. Mm-hmm. But I do believe right now they are the team to beat in the AFC North until Cleveland or Pittsburgh manage to show up and prove otherwise. I'm not even t- counting I, Cincy at this point. I don't know. I hate playing the what-if game, but when we're doing overreactions, that's kind of what the whole thing is, is a kind of what-if. Yeah. What if we didn't have all those injuries for the Lions? Baltimore still would have won pretty soundly. Like, yeah, not having David Montgomery was a huge hit. Not having Brian Branch didn't help. But so many of those injuries, like, I don't think they still would have had much of a shot of of winning. Like, I don't think it took that much away from them to not have other than like I said, Montgomery being the big one, I don't think it would have affected how Jared Goff couldn't stay at actually uh, out of pressure situations. Right. All right. Is this overreaction or is this reality? Ron Rivera won't last the season in Washington. He'll last the season in Washington, but I don't think he lasts much longer than that. If that team, I would say right now, they've got to... Finish over 500. I don't know if they're not going to make the playoffs. That's not going to happen. Dallas is going to continue to do Dallas like things. They're going to. Philly's still going to roll. They're, Philly's going to run the table in that division. Yep. Like, there's at least two teams ahead of you that are likely to be in the mix here. And the G Men, falling to them with Tyrod Taylor starting, not a great look. No. But I don't think playoffs were an expectation for you coming out of the NFC East. So I feel like if you if you at least finish with a winning record, he can keep his gig. They're not firing a midseason unless they just tank like horrifically. All right. Is this overreaction or is this a reality? Tyrod Taylor should be starting over Daniel Jones. You know, sad to say, it's probably reality. Somehow that team. A team that couldn't score an offensive touchdown in the first half of a football game all season long managed to actually do something with Taylor. And we've talked about it in the past. Tyrod Taylor is kind of a snake-bit QB. He had a stretch in Buffalo where he played really well, then he got hurt. He had a stretch in, I believe, Cleveland where he played well. Then got hurt. Like, he got pressed into service for somebody else and then just didn't retain the job. The Chargers thing, where he had that, like, a bad diagnosis or something from a team doctor or a team doctor did something to screw him up that basically left him benched forever. Like oh, he's, that's right, yeah. He's had so many things go wrong for him that are not necessarily his fault. He's not a bad quarterback. He's just never had a good situation long-term to thrive somewhere. If given a shot, I think he can still be a quality NFL starting QB. At the very least, he's an upgrade over Danny Dimes. So, yeah. no, that is not an overreaction. All right. 
moving on. Given Bajan Robinson, giving Bajan Robinson one carry is unacceptable. No, that absolutely is. There is no reason you you drafted that man number eighth in the in the NFL draft last year. That's the same thing I said about Jameer Gibbs when you took him at like twelfth overall. Like if you're gonna draft a running back that high, you have to absolutely use him. You have to treat him like an actual important core part of your roster and not just a luxury item. And they didn't do that. One carry for three yards Sunday over the Bucks. How is he only playing six snaps in the first half of that game? I don't care. Like, he had said after the game, oh, he had a headache and, you know, Arthur Smith doesn't want to risk it. But then if that's the case, why are you even sending him out there at all? Unless you're sending him out there to be a decoy. And even then, I don't get it. I don't think necessarily that you're doing B. John Robinson any favors by not playing him. It's... Like I said, the exact same complaint that I have about Jameer Gibbs here. Why draft a guy that high if you're not actually going to use him? Reality. Uh, all, right. all day long. Is this overreaction or a reality? At the next Kansas City Chiefs game, Taylor Swift will do the coin toss. <laughs> Probably. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm, I'm over the whole damn thing. I mean, KC has done so much to make themselves so unlikable, at least to me, over the last few years. Between all the Brittany Mahomes and and Jackson Mahomes nonsense, and now this. Like, it's becoming more of a clown show than it already was. And I wanted to like that team so bad, and now I just can't. I can't even watch the damn games, man. It's not even fun. It's just nothing but, you know, the celebrity sidecar up clown show up in the in the owner's box or whatever. I know. It's, it doesn't help that the commentators, they just keep talking about her. Cameramen can't stop looking at her. Right? And, like, if the media didn't continue to make this a huge thing, it wouldn't be as huge of a thing as it is outside of her wackadoo fan base. Yeah. <laughs> the Swifties. I, invaded, I invaded Arrowhead. I, I owe no apologies to the Swifties either. Don't care. You people are insane. Any... any People who follow that obsessively the movements of any celebrity ever, you're weird. It's <laughs> it's obsessive behavior, it's creepy, and there's something mentally wrong with you. There, <laughs> I said it. Fight me. You know, I shouldn't say that too loud. The Swifties will fight me, they'll literally show up here and burn the station I mean, down. They're, they're all like five foot two, but you put enough of them together. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. You have to take out multiple of them. Yeah. Doesn't end well. Yeah. It could be kind of rough. There's your overreactions for the week. Helping you sort through the BS as we do on this show. Here's 30 Seconds of Mars at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Bare hands at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. What's going on? It's happy hour. He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. And my, this Michigan thing. The Michigan football scandal of the week. It's just getting more ridiculous when they tell you, when they really get into the details of what, what happened they did. Now? Did Captain Khaki Pants not recycle things properly? So this is still about that whole sign-stealing thing, which, mm-hmm. okay, I told you last week my thoughts on the sign-stealing thing. Do teams do it a lot 
pry it all the time? Oh, absolutely. Is this an absolute witch hunt and the NCAA is out to get you? Absolutely. But did you kind of bring this upon yourself by thumbing their nose at them when they were talking about actual recruiting violations you committed and dared them to come after you? Oh, hell yes, you did. Yeah, you kind of made yourselves a lightning rod. So now they found out more details about this. So there's a video analyst, a guy who... There's a video of him basically being in the ear of Harbaugh and the offensive and defensive coordinators on game day. One of the few people who actually has access to them on game day. And you can't really find yourself believing that, oh, he's nobody. He's a lone wolf who's just acting. He's going rogue when he has that much access on game day to the head coach of the team. But you see him basically giving them relaying signs during games and things, which you can do during games, but it's the, it's the scouting and all that and filming at other times that's the issue here technically. But what happened is, I guess, Connor Stallions, the aforementioned staffer, purchased tickets for more than 30 games over the last three years at 11 different Big Ten schools, didn't go to a bunch of them, forwarded tickets he bought to at least three different people in different areas of the country. He had a whole surveillance operation going. He's like just sending guys across the country tickets to these games to go and videotape the sidelines and the play calls and all that. That's a fairly in-depth operation. Like, we're talking... Like, this isn't just one guy just flying out and recording on his cell phone or whatever like he's got a whole network of spies apparently (laughs) which is insane to me i yeah it's it's happened it's been happening it's going to continue to happen even after all this it's just if you had just kept quiet harbaugh if you stopped being such a uh a megalomaniac for like five seconds you could have gotten away with this would have he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for for captain khaki pants Right. The AD from Michigan is like, would you just shut up? (laughs) Quiet, you. And then our boss is like, whatever, I do what I want. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. (laughs) Because we all know who who wears the pants in that relationship. He walks in the AD's office. You're in my chair. (laughs) He he does, too. I mean, that's how it kind of works. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm willing to accept, because it seems like the three things that continue to come out that from defense, from the Michigan side of things are, Harbaugh didn't know what was going on. This guy acted alone. This wasn't a huge thing. It didn't actually affect oh. the outcome of games. Oh, wow. Yeah, the guy just collects signs like, you know, baseball cards. It's fine. And so what? Everybody does it. And I'm willing to grant you that everybody does it. I'm even willing to grant you that it probably didn't affect you winning a whole lot of games other than I think it certainly would have helped against Ohio State. That's the one where I might have a little bit of question on. And they said this dates back to about when Michigan started actually dominating Ryan Day and company down in Columbus. Like a lot of these, you don't, do they need to do this to win games? No, I don't believe they do. I, I, could, I would absolutely say I don't think that Michigan needs to do this stuff to beat 99% of the teams on their schedule. Am I going to say it helped a lot against the Buckeyes? Absolutely. Do I believe for a second that Jim Harbaugh didn't know about it? Hell no. Jim Harbaugh knows everything. Oh, I mean, except this one specific thing that he yeah, just yeah. that he didn't know anything about. I mean, <laughs> you, you hear how much coaches in this in this sport 
are just obsessively at the stadium, just like sleeping at the at the stadium, like doing prep and everything else. Yeah. Like Urban Meyer has talked about relatively recently about just how many health issues he suffered because he was literally working all of the time mm-hmm. ever. They know everything that's going on in their program. There's no way that they don't. And as such, I can't be expected to believe that a guy who has access to Captain Khaki Pants on game day is somehow acting alone with no sort of interference from above. I don't buy it one iota. No. Like, if we're going to try and excuse this away, and I can be talked into that, can we at least not be so disingenuous about it? That's exactly. all I ask. Yes. Come on. Let's at least engage in full faith here. Don't don't expect me to buy a load like, oh, Harbaugh doesn't know what's going on in his program at all. And this guy who just happens to randomly have access to the offense and defensive coordinators on game day, random, it's crazy. happens to be sending tickets out to people across the country who are literally sitting there filming the entire game, the home team sidelines, and there's nothing... More than coincidence going on there. Come on. How stupid do could, Michigan fans think we are? Happen. Well, no, it could happen. I'm sure there's somebody out there stealing Michigan signs. Apparently they're not doing a very good job of it. If the results <laughs> of literally every game this season have been any indication. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just not smart. We're going to throw to the left now. I don't know what they're going for. I, I, they're right. being really cryptic over here. <laughs> Right? I, I'm pretty sure if Ryan Day and company are indeed stealing signs, like they're probably a little more discreet about it. Like, yeah. they're, they're probably not having a guy who's th- that connected to the program who's like sitting there with, you know, scarlet and gray everything in the stands <laughs> in a game that doesn't involve Ohio State. They're probably being a little more nonchalant about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's one guy sitting on the Michigan side. Yay! You suck! <laughs> hey, move your right hand. I can't see your clipboard. <laughs> you gotta be a little sneakier yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. That was the first sign stealing guy they hired. He didn't last long. He's like, hey, speak up. <laughs> I can't hear you now. I, I can't see what the hand motions were. Can you do that again? No secrets. Secrets are bad. Just tell everybody, okay? <laughs> It's amazing. It really, truly is. I don't know what's going to come out of this. Like, I don't, we're not really to the point where we've conclusively heard any determinations from the NCAA on what they're going to find Harbaugh guilty of. So it's really a little early to speculate on what punishments can be levied. But I don't, I don't know if for Michigan fans it matters. You still have a chance to win a Natty this year, and even if they decide to vacate all those wins going all the way back. Who cares? You want a natty. Everyone in America knows you want a natty, whether or not the NCAA officially acknowledges it as part of their records. Yeah, yeah, that that would be frustrating, though. I mean, it would be frustrating, but also you and literally everybody in America knows that they still won that title. Fraudulently, that the NCAA might claim it is. Yeah, but I mean, let's think about like a thousand years from now when some you know alien uh, race is like carving through rock and finding the record books for NCAAs. Oh, apparently a thousand years ago there used to be a sport called football. And uh, looks oh, looks like U of M didn't win in 2023. Yeah, that, but, that was, was kind of crazy. Yeah, but how concerned are we about that? Come on, Cleaborb, like, let's get the F out of here. We're going to Jupiter. Let's get some women. 
Right. Also, I mean, presumably the internet, which exists now, will still exist then, and will there'll be plenty of evidence to claim otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Giovanni and the Hired Guns at Solid State Radio. Counting Crows at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harehawk. I'm Sean Cantwell. And I know you were... You were disappointed and not even though you literally brought this on yourself on Friday. What are yeah. you drinking over there? Pickle something. Pickle vodka? Pickle whiskey? No. Just pickle wa- ra- Brian, I think. Oh, just drinking straight pickle juice. It's an electrolyte. Oh. Yeah, it's like pickle aid. Pickle- Gator pickle aid? Yeah. I don't know how you... Pickle aid? Like, however yeah. that would work? Yep. It tastes like pickle brine. And, you know, hockey players drink pickle brine to keep from uh, their muscles from... Uh, uh, season up on them. Hydrating. Yep. 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 That's the salt and. and uh, well, I mean, how how long ago was it that you know a pickleback for a whiskey was like a popular thing? Still is. Yep. Has never really ceased being a popular thing. Truly, like it's it's very much a. Uh, I mean, you're you're right. It does help. It, it kills the the whole hangover thing. It it, does? it makes. It, oh. it, it's supposed to at least make it so you don't get at least as hungover, I guess, because you know the hangovers, among other things, caused by dehydration and whatnot. Okay, yeah. That if that's sense. popular, I, I don't want to be popular. <laughs> Drew is not of the pickle set. Well, then, I yeah. guess that's more pickles for everybody else. So I want to just mess with you a little bit. Abby, sure. Okay. Quick. Yeah. You were talking about Friday. So Friday, there was something that went down. That I know you very much wanted to go to, sort of, except that you chose not to yes, and then post on Facebook about yes. it. KISS played their last show ever in Detroit, and uh, I wasn't able to be there. Ah, sorry to sorry to hear that, except that you you actively chose not to buy tickets, so I'm not that sorry well, for you. Well, I, I actively decided not to buy any concert tickets, because concert tickets are too expensive. That's fair. The, the, they're... Uh, no paper ticket policies, their drink prices, uh, it's all outrageous to the point where like a normal person can't go see a couple shows a year. I used to go to like you know four or five sh- concerts a summer, but yeah. now it's, it's like you can't afford it. Even when Matchbox 20, when their lawn tickets are like 70 to to $100, you can F off with all that. I am not going to... Going to sit on a muddy hill yeah. when you're 49... Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I decided that when I was forty-five. I'm like, nope, not doing this anymore. I'm too, I'm too old and too grumpy for the for the lawn. And so and totally I fair. wanted to go, and you know, I was like, at a moment, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I can get a really good deal on a ticket. Oh, I'm not going. I'm not going to. I even had the time. I, I, you know, had the interview. I could have had to Detroit and uh, skipped out on their opening act, which was just Paul Stanley's kid. Oh, oh, was it? Yeah, Paul Stanley's kid. I, and I've heard they're good, but I'm sure it's they the are. same set list. It's the same show. It's same everything at Little Caesars Arena, which is not the most comfortable place for a well-fed gentleman. So, no, it's certainly not. Like so I was just, I was like, you know what? I'll just put on YouTube and watch whatever I want. I hear Monica laugh in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, she finds all this hilarious. <laughs> I used to go to the Buick Open almost every year when it was in town. Yeah. Not because I like golf. I'm not a lover of golf. I went for the party. Sure. And I have a friend who is a lover of golf who loves watching Buick Open. Yep. But doesn't care to go. And I'm like, look, I got free tickets. I got clubhouse passes. We're probably going to see John Daly and Kid Rock up there doing shots. I mean, that's just what goes on there. That's what they do, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this was before I had such a deep disdain for Kid Rock. But (laughs) he made a point. 
that why would he go out in 80 degree weather and walk from hole to hole and potentially miss a shot, like a really, really good shot, Yeah. when he can sit in the comfort of his own home with a huge big screen TV yeah. and technology that captures every Everything. single good shot that's made. Yeah, in the world of sports, can we get tip the cap to the cameraman who's able to follow a little white ball in a blue sky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. I mean, it is impressive. Yeah. So, what were you uh, talking about, Kiss, or are you just rubbing my nose in it that I didn't go? Well, I, was, I am rubbing your nose in it because, of course, I am, but yeah. also, there's a list that like dropped right the day of... Yeah. Uh, a, a ranking thing, a list that you may find to be trash, Ooh, as a matter hey, of fact. Okay. Every Kiss album ranked per the people where I steal most of my music news from, Consequence of Sound. So basically, not quite as hipstery as Pitchfork, but hipster adjacent, Okay, certainly. They ranked every single, and we're not counting live albums, so no, Kiss Alive's not going to be on there. Okay. Obviously, I'm not going to make you run through every single album, but... Top five and bottom five. Which one do you want to knock out first? I'm feeling positive. Let's do the top five. All right. Number one, Destroyer. Destroyer is absolutely number one I on mean, the Detroit, list. I mean, Detroit Rock City, God of Thunder, Beth, uh, Shout It Out Loud. I mean, any oh. given night, they play four or five songs just at, off that record. At least. Yeah. Uh, the second one is the self-titled Kiss album. Yes, it is. Uh, let me see. I mean, because that's... You're never going to get away from Deuce, Cold Gin, and there, Black Diamond's also on that record, Strutter. Jeez. Uh, I'm going to say Rock and Roll Over. Rock and Roll Over comes in at number three. Holy hell. He's getting right in order. I, <laughs> I know. He saw this list. I no, think I what didn't, happened. No, I just, I just know what the Kiss fans like. Uh, see, it's, it's rough because I want to put Love Gun in there, but a lot of Kiss fans really don't like Love Gun. It's like when they got too poppy and too much for the kids and stuff like that, but such great stuff on that album. Uh, I'm a, I guess I'll put Hotter Than Hell. Um, not on the list. Not in the top five, at least. Well, Hotter Than Hell, it was kind of, that was an album they put out with a lot of leftover stuff that didn't make the first album. That makes sense. Let me see. They put Dress to Kill on there. Dress to Kill comes in at number five. You know what? It, it, it's got Rock and Roll Night on it, so you can't you can't poo poo it. But other than that, I mean, there's another song in there with another drum beat, just like Rock and Roll Night. Uh, and again, another album of like leftovers. It wasn't until after Alive they got really popular and were able to get a really good producer. Right. For what it's worth, by the way, Hotter Than Hell came in at six, Love Gun at seven. Okay. So did I get all all five? No, no you're, missing you're missing number four. Four. Okay. Uh, well, I got. I just went through all the all of the classic albums, basically. The, all the, the the first the classic era, such okay. as uh, everything pre solo albums. They were okay. still wearing makeup back then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, what about? Okay. Well, I'll put Revenge on there. Uh, that's my favorite. Kiss Revenge album. is not in the top five. Well, that sucks because uh, that's a good album. Um, I think it comes pretty like middle of the pack on this. Yeah. It comes at number ten out of not, I think seventeen. Yeah, twenty. Twenty. That's not bad. That's literally. literally well, I don't know middle. how many is on your list, but I just looked up how many they made. Shoot, were they? Uh, oh man, would they put a non-makeup album in there in the top five? Uh, uh they did not. They, okay, so it's a makeup album. Okay. Correct. All right. Um, I guess that narrows it down. Yeah. Well, because. It should Kiss, narrow it down. Hotter Than Hell and uh, uh, Dress to Kill. We already talked about those. Yep. We talked about uh, Destroy a Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun. Yep. 
Uh, Dynasty? <laughs> no. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to save that. I'm going to be saying that again when we talk about the bottom five. Uh, Creatures of the Night? There you go. Okay. Number right. four. That's a good, solid uh, album. They, The popularity of the band was really gone downhill. It's right. arguably the only good thing they did in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, you're, not, you're not wrong, but, you know... Screw you for saying it. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, they put out some good stuff out there in the 80s, but yeah. All right, so bottom five. Bottom five, Music from the Elder. Here's You're, you're going to be shocked by this. Music from the Elder is not in the bottom five. Music from the Elder is a terrible album. It's all the hipsters, uh, the Kiss hipsters out there with their neck beards. Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually a pretty decent No, yeah. You didn't buy it when it first came out. Yeah, there's a lot of revisionist history going on yeah, around music from the album. Yeah. Um, what about? Um, oh no! They, if they put they and they will kiss fans. Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom comes in at number fifteen, so just a bit outside. Okay, I, I like Sonic Boom. That. What about Monster? Monster does come in in the bottom five. I believe it actually comes in at number seventeen. Well, they can kiss my ass because that's a great record. He had Sonic Boom and uh, Monster, where they went there with no outside writers. Everybody played their own instruments, which I was like, duh. But <laughs> after the second album, you'd have like guest writers, guest guitar players, and uh, Peter Chris didn't play on like a lot of the stuff yeah. towards the end of their career. So, but everybody played their own stuff, and that's that's the way it went. How about Carnival of Souls? Carnival of Souls comes in at the bottom of the list, and there's some good stuff on there, but. Kiss just didn't know what they were. They were trying to be grunge Kiss, which which was just yucky. Well, I mean, there there is a while like they tend to like follow whatever trend is you know particularly popular. Oh, like yeah. with the Kissco record, Kiss uh, Dynasty, it, yeah, or like when they hair started, metal. yeah, they really leaned into the hair and the glam metal thing, and then they really leaned into grunge in in the late nineties. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, okay, well, how about okay, how about Dynasty? Dynasty is also amazingly not in the bottom five. <laughs> oh, okay. It's it's fairly low. I believe it comes in at like fifteen or fourteen. Oh, how, would they put Psycho Circus in there? They absolutely put Psycho Circus in there, number sixteen. And see, there's a lot of stuff I like on there, but it was just like they got together after so many years being apart. It sounded like more like a compilation album of solo albums, and it sounded like a uh, a band. You you had a Gene song, you had a Paul song, you had a Peter uh, ballad or whatever. ballad or. What he's, he's got going on. He's singing about, you know, space or whatever. He's as he doing. does. Yeah. For what's worth, by the way, Music from the Elder came in at number 11 on this list. And uh, before we start getting hate mail, I sure. stand corrected. Like, it depends on what platform you look at, how many albums they produced. Yeah. This one says uh, almost 40 studio albums, so I don't know how they There's can have There's not 40 studio albums. Yeah, studios. over like, 30, but that's worldwide. So that tells me that they probably had like a European release on something, or... Yeah, they, they did. A uh, like, Tokyo release, yeah, or, the you Killers, know. which was the greatest hits, but it had four new tracks at the beginning of it, uh, which was a precursor to stuff they put for Creatures of the Creatures of the Night. Yeah, no, we're you counting... Co you couldn't... That was not a U.S. release. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. counting official discography, and like I said, not counting oh, the solo they, records. they probably... This poor album. How about Hot in the Shade? Oh, how did you know they come in at 19 on the list? Which, That's, to be fair, it was also responsible for the most Michael Bolton-sounding song they ever did because he wrote it yeah, he, forever. Yeah. Forever's a terrible song. Sorry. Forever is a great song. but Yours is wrong. I'm sorry. They, Gene Simmons even says he gives it an E for effort. Because, I mean, there was, there was a couple decent tunes in there, but 
it was they had to like really adjust some things. Hide yep. your heart again. If I don't hear that again anymore, that'd be that'd be fine. So okay, which ones am I missing? No, that was the last one. That you was got the last them all. One? Okay, good deal. Yeah, it was all like basically the uh, three of the four newest records plus Hot in the Shade and uh, what, what did I say the other one was it? Or did we get? I think no, you got them all. I'm yeah. pretty, no, you didn't. There's one more. I'm sorry, okay, you're missing so number eighteen. Hot in the Shade, uh, I'm, the ones that are in the bottom five. Hot in the Shade, Monster. Psycho Circus and Carnival, and Carnival Souls. Souls. Okay, so oh, they're probably gonna go with the, real, the glam makeup era, where they put like Animal Eyes on there. Animal Eyes is not on there. Oh, right? oh, oh, unmasked. No, Un- really? Yeah, nothing from nothing from the class from the mask era. Really? Unma- I like unmasked, but there's a there's a lot of clunkers on that album. Uh, Asylum. No, but you're getting warmer. <laughs> Crazy Nights. There we go. Number 18. Slick, polished, but it had some good tunes on it. I mean, I'm sure sure there, there was. I, Crazy Crazy Nights itself isn't terrible. No. You could probably make an argument for uh, for Reason to Live, I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah. There's like a couple other like deep cuts like No, No, No and yeah. uh, Bang, Bang, You and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> uh, a, a, a lot of... A lot of double <laughs> word <laughs> titles there. <laughs> There's one called "Shut Up, Shut Up, Sean." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't say they only play it when they only play it when they're in town here. Crazy how that works. Maybe you should have been at that show. <laughs> I guess it's, so. It's happy hour at South State Radio. Bleachers at your local alternative South State Radio. What's going on? It's happy hour. He's Adam Harahawk. That's Drew Duffney. I'm Sean Cantwell. And you you have something that uh, I feel like is going to infuriate. Certainly, it's going to infuriate our uh, esteemed weekend colleague, Uncle Salem, who's taking over the station this weekend. Yeah, it's all blank generation. All all spooky time, all weekend long here at Solid State Radio. Literally Friday night through Tuesday morning, or for, through Wednesday morning, rather. Yeah, all the way through Halloween and all that good stuff. Well, what's at, scarier than Halloween? What's uh, scarier than Halloween? Election night. The thought of <laughs> not having Halloween at all. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty spooky there, man. I'll grant you that. So Mount Pleasant, Michigan, right here locally, uh, superintendent had their heart in the right place, but didn't quite. But get not the their re- brain. Yeah, didn't quite get the reaction they expected. Okay. In a letter to parents, the superintendent superintendent wrote, "Some of you may be disappointed. We won't have a Halloween parade or celebration with costumes. I want to assure you that we arrived at this decision after careful consideration and thoughtful input from our school community and our school board, as well as recommendations from parent committees that are focused on making our school inclusive and welcoming. In an effort to make a more inclusive celebration, inclusive to what?" They're going to change it to a fall fun celebration. Oh, for God's sakes. Here we go. Was everybody dressing like clan members? Or? Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, dressing like tequila bottles with sombreros on? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> so, from what I understand, there are several religions in the area that do not believe in All Hallows' Eve. Okay. That it's... The, you know, pagan holiday and da 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 da. But and screw those people. I mean, it, it is. I mean, but I mean, yeah. it totally is. They're, right. I mean, they're right, but that doesn't make it inherently bad. Right, right. But you know, we've we've become such a tender society. Yeah. That this individual thought, well, let's make it an all-inclusive holiday so that everyone can celebrate just the autumn season. Yeah. 
I mean, I like the fact that finally we're apparently just admitting that, you know, Christians are every bit as, you know, tender and, you know, easily offended as the people they claim are snowflakes and easily offended. That's that's at least nice. At least now we're, we're, we're playing... It, with our, all our cards face up on the table. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I have always wanted to go to, like, one of these really, really, really churchy Easter egg hunts. Yeah. With literally chicken eggs just covered in blood. <laughs> because Jesus, Drew. Well, because that was real, right? That is That is how we started painting Easter eggs was they were chicken eggs covered in blood. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's if you look back the history of it, that's what. And I always thought, you know. Uh, not to criticize religion, but a lot of folks think they're holier than thou until, you know, they're on the road, and then up comes the middle finger, and they're cursing everything at you, and you know, or whatever or else, when or they're, at or, a sporting event, or, or Applebee's when they're told there's a five minute wait. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't kidding there. Or there's something on TV that they don't want their kid to watch. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who was it, the story we did uh, a couple weeks ago about the guy who was offended that they were showing UFC at a sports bar? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So so this guy, so what entails a fall fest? I mean, I mean, obviously, no costumes. That's exactly right. So no costumes. Um, so there's no fear or threat and intimidation. Uh, so essentially, just more like the way the pilgrims had it. So essentially, they would have a Thanksgiving celebration, and then they beat the hell out of the Native American kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Mount Pleasant, of all places, right? I mean, that's where it's at. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have gambling, we have drinking, and everything else, but no, no, no. You're not going to have Halloween. You put that Smurf costume back in the trunk, pal. That's right. This ain't happening on my watch. Yeah. Yeah. All you people dressing up like Wednesday, knock it off. Well, and we they they. Don't call Columbus Day Columbus Day anymore. Did you have to notice Indigenous that? Peoples Day. Yeah, that, that's been a while. That's I didn't even. A, I yeah. saw it on my calendar. I'm like, what is? I'm googling. What's Indigenous Peoples Day? Yeah. Well, you. What are you talking about? Of course you knew about it. You literally make that joke every week when I bring up KC in the picks. No, it's Indigenous <laughs> Peoples Month. I, I call it the month because yeah. I do it for like four weeks. I didn't realize there was a designated Drew day. Drew gives him gives him a whole month. He's more woke than you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's probably fair. <laughs> so, I mean. I, I, for some reason, when you brought it up, you said superintendent, but I heard mayor. Like, like the like the mayor was like, no, you can't have any trick or treating, or you know. So next thing, you know, people are trick or treating. There's like, they start blasting with like fire hose. Water. Well, and the thing is, is I, I don't know any other school in the state that has a Halloween parade. Oh, we always did in, in elementary. You dress up, and then you you parading around into the, all the other classrooms. Uh, Don't they do some sort of parade thing of some sort for Halloween in yeah. Columbiaville? Someone was telling oh, me. Oh yeah, there's a. Uh, well, they do a, 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 town, a, a town, trailer yeah. hayride or whatever there. Yep. Yeah, they yeah, haul, okay. a hay, haul a hay wagon around town. Yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, my dog goes absolute bonkers. Yes, yes, that's the one. Your dog goes bonkers over everything. Adam. This is true. A falling leaf is her biggest enemy. Yep. She hears a leaf falling from across town, and she immediately starts. I will get that leaf one day. Oh, yeah, it's between your dogs and Jim's. Let me tell you. Oh my God! Someone's riding a bike over in North Branch, and yeah. his dogs are just screaming, running around the house. Yeah, and then they're like high high fiving each other. Yeah, saved saved Jim and Laura from another uh, bad leaf. I almost went and knocked on Jim's door. All his lights were on yesterday at six thirty in the morning, and I thought, let's see if his dogs are up. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if Lily and River are awake this morning. Laura would have been the only one asleep at six thirty. And she might have murdered you for that yeah, until the dogs start. Barking. Yeah. 
we value, you know, Jim's life and and yours a little more than the, to allow you to do that. Yeah. Bad idea. So are you uh, counting up the picks from last week to tell me that I won decisively? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> totally. That's absolutely what I'm doing. So who, I, as who, we'll talk about that next. Or? Yeah, that's I was just going to say, who'd you guys give me in the Michigan-Michigan State game since I didn't call in? We didn't give you anything. We didn't give you. We didn't oh, give okay. you anything. Like you, you snooze, you lose, bud. That's we how it's given you Michigan State. Okay, good. So I don't. I didn't lose any points then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll check on it next. Here's cake at South State Radio. Andrew McMahon in the wilderness at your local alternative South State Radio. For whatever it's worth on the pick, since you did ask about it, Jim won. What? You didn't pick a single NFL game right here, Huck. <laughs> you picked every single game this week wrong. I demand a recount. Drew got more right than you did. What? Which is to say any. <laughs> and also, Drew tied with me in that we both picked one game correctly. Sweet. Wow. It was, yeah, it was not your week in the uh, in the NFL picks. You did, however, go four for five in college. And Jim also went four for five in college. And he comes in as the runaway winner this week with two what? NFL games correctly, which is two more than any, which is one more than anybody else had. Well, and then four out of five in the college. Did we pick the uh, Jag, Jags uh, Saints game? No, we didn't. Okay, because I would have picked the Jags on that one. Okay. I don't know why. We probably should have picked that one just for the sake of, well, it's another right. stupid. No, we couldn't have. It's th- it a Thursday night game. So we could. So I did did pick the stupid Rams and they lost. Yep, you picked the stupid Rams and they lost. Jim with his you know Steelers homerness you know took them and that that's basically that in the Cleveland game which I also picked correctly are the only things that gave us a win this week. Wow, we suck at this today. Yeah, wow. Oh yeah. no, we suck again. <laughs> and now this puts on the season you, me, and Jim in a three way tie for first place. I've won two weeks. He's won two weeks. You've won two weeks. And then Jim and I tied last week. Oh, boy. It, it, we tied in the NFL. It came down to college, and we tied on that. It was a, it was a high-scoring week for the both of us. Really. Not Fish, looking like good. Not looking good. No, not so much. So there's, there's the picks. Everybody's disappointed. Yeah. At least there's hockey tonight. It's happy hour at Solid State Radio. Set to get the hell out of Dodge on a Tuesday afternoon. Don't go anywhere though, because a full hour of local original music comes your way next on a little radio show we like to call Solid State Sessions. That's right. It's going to be costume ideas. What can you? What costume ideas can you use with a sombrero? See, he missed where I didn't normally do the thing where I talk like I don't know what's going on at six o'clock, so he doesn't realize I just sold music, and he's like, "Oh, it's costume show. It's, right. it's costume hour." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, it's how I know it's he two for Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. It's how I know he doesn't pay attention That's to anything right. I say. Anyway, see you tomorrow at three, kids. Later. <laughs>